Welcome to the Monday Morning Tears Cast, the first, best, and only podcast related to the goings-on of the Monday Morning Tears Fantasy Football League. Returning champion, once again, I am back, Daniel Kite, Kelsey Dagger on the mic to host the podcast. It's been a long layoff. You know, things have been tough out here, and we've, uh, you know, things have calmed down a little bit, so I'm happy to be back on the mic with everyone here. And uh, we've got a jam-packed podcast today. This is we're breaking we're breaking into new territory here, where we've got five guests simultaneously on the mic here. Uh, before I introduce them, I'm just going to quickly recap the action of last week's uh, you know games because there was a, a lot of really entertaining stuff we saw going on. Leading off, we have Kelvin Max off 100 to 84. John football team took down Breezy, making a comeback, trying to push into the playoffs, knocking off the bitches here, 112 to 71, and bringing to the rear the highest score in Man of the Week. Team of Criminals knocked off all gay snow breaks, 134 to 100. So that was the week that was, but we're going to talk about so much more than that. We're going to look at kind of how the season has gone since we've been away for so long and look ahead a bit to the playoffs. Uh, we're going to introduce folks in here one by one, just kind of how I see them in the pod here. So coming up first, we're going to introduce the man who lost this week to Tony, who I'm sure has a mild amount of butt hurt about it. We've got Mix on Max off owner Danny on the pod. Danny, how are you doing? Doing, doing great. Good to good to talk to you again. I haven't been on this year. It's my first time. So a uh, long time listener, first time joiner. Uh, it's also yeah. not your first time. We, we talked like twice last year on the pod. <laughs> I mean, 2020, 2020. That's true. That's true. All right, we got Danny here. Coming up next on the pod, we've got a frequent contributor this year. I think he's been on twice, maybe, or maybe just the one time. We've got Spinning Llama's IR. we got Mikey. Mikey, what's going on, bud? Uh, yes, it's only been one time, but yes, a long-time listener and contributor to the podcast. Um, Bro, don't sound so salty about that. Like, it's hard out <laughs> here, okay? Uh, but things are doing good. Uh, my team was looking pretty rough. I literally thought I was going to come into last, and then I did some changes. I did uh, some trades, and uh, players coming back from the IR, and I think I'm going to make a good push into the playoffs. So that's what uh, things are looking upward. I'd just like to point out that, that Mikey wasn't asked about his football team and immediately started talking about it. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, I, I, was, uh, I feel like it's just bad podcast etiquette, but, you know, I just wanted to give him his space there. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's silent. <laughs> Other than that, I'm doing good as a human being. <laughs> We've also got another frequent contributor. I think we had this person on the pod earlier this year as well before we had to go on a bit of a hiatus. We've got my opponent from last week, Shark Wing Duck. We got Nick Pacheco on the line. Nick, how's it going? I'm good. I'm not that butthurt about my loss, so I'm happy to be here. I honest, I, I kind of get that. I feel like I would be butthurt if I was you, 100%. But I appreciate your grace. That's what I've always respected about you, Nick. You've always had uh, grace for you. I'm, I'm glad my team performed and they're looking good as long as I can make it into playoffs. I got a good strong push, so that's what I'm looking forward to. We're moving on know. to next week. Yeah. Second to last here, we've got on the pod another contributor from earlier this year. The highest scoring uh, team of this week. We've got Team of Criminals owner Paul V. Paul, what's going on? Not much, buddy. What's going on, guys? I would just like to say, though, Kai, you just have a radio voice. You know what I'm saying? Like, every time you talk, though, on this podcast, it just sounds like a beautiful radio voice I would listen to on an actual radio station. I appreciate that. You know, that's I was gifted with these deep, sultry tones, so I figure I may as well use them. <laughs> And bringing up the rear, appropriately so, quite frankly, we have our 2020 Butthurt Bowl winner. You know him. We love him. We've got all gay snow breaks owner, Victor Bahada. Victor, how's I'm doing about as good as the dance floor at Nashville North. My anus now, I'm not torn. mistaken, when you refloored your home, you got the wood from Nashville North, correct? I actually did, yes. I stole it from there. <laughs> you've, got, you've got a lot of memories and lost dreams in your home. I do, I do. You know, they, they say it's not the dwelling itself that makes a house a home, but more so the uh, losers that live in it. So, 
you know, there's a lot of butt hurt going on in my home this week. And, and if I'm not mistaken, too, you're you're trying to pull like an old like Socrates myth, right? Where you're trying to replace every part of your house with something that came from Nashville North, so that you can then ultimately <laughs> live inside Nashville North. Is that correct? Yes. The last remaining fixture is a lamp that I plan to replace with Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> There truly was no greater fixture at Nashville North. No, Mikey was a staple, standing in the corner, hands in his pants, watching the wet t-shirt contest, pretending to be a medic. Frankly, <laughs> initiating the wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> so, what we'll do to start off with here, let's let's take a bit of a look back. So it's been about six or seven weeks since we've been on the pod. You know, the uh, the new job has been a bit stressful, so I haven't had a ton of time to really talk to you guys. But I just want to check in with you guys and see kind of how you feel like your season has gone so far. Uh, so, you know, what? maybe I'll, I'll toss it to Mikey first. I know, again, he's chomping at the bits and, you know, this will give everyone else some time to prepare themselves. Uh, so, Mikey, uh, go ahead. Tell us how you feel like your season has gone. Give us like the, the two two minute recap of what you feel like your season has been. Oh, well, to sum it up, like it, it's been pretty much what we've kind of briefly discussed in the group like i think i've had a lot of luck in some of the games like aka the absolute drake uh comeback against danny i forgot which week it was but like danny had it in the bag and then he runs for a 63 yard touchdown and then bam i won the game um so i've had luck in weeks like that but i've also been super unfortunate with the tremendous amount of injuries i'm sure I think one or two of the weeks, my whole entire starting lineup was literally on the IR or on the bench. Um, so it's, it was a little devastating there. But, you know, I, I, I had to make some moves. Uh, I did a trade with Andre, which absolutely benefited me 100%. Uh, Zach Moss and Jared Cook, which he ended up dropping uh, for Justin Jefferson and Shepard. But Justin Jefferson was the main prize there. Um, and it worked out because Kenny Galladay, the other... My number one receiver has barely played all season. Uh, so with Nick Chubb healthy, Drake still getting his volume compared to the rest of the running backs in this league. Uh, I feel like, you know, I can make a good push into the playoffs despite all the injuries and bad luck I had in that sense. I was lucky enough to still go seven and six thus far to, to get into the playoffs. Yeah, I think you've, it's been amazing to really see the parody that we see. I don't know if we've ever had a year where we've had so many people tied with the same record right at the end there, right in playoff position. Uh, so, I, you know, it's I, I think that's what's been around for everyone. A little mix of luck, a little mix of, you know, injury stuff happening. Yeah, it's been it's been one of those funny seasons that way. Any, any one of you other guys in the pod here have anything to comment on Mikey's season so far? Crash. What did I just say? Trash. Trash. <laughs> I mean, I'll jump in here. I kind of take offense to the fact that you have IR on your team name because, yeah, you lost like Kenny Galladay and you lost a couple games. Maybe you had one week where, you know, you had your whole starting lineup. I've lost like 30 to 50 points a week because Christian McCaffrey or Raheem Mostert or whoever else that I, I had too many players injured that I filled up my IR spots. Like it's been a struggle for everybody. And like, I just want to say my backups, like I, the only reason I'm in the position that, that I'm in is a hundred percent skill. And my backups are beating all your starting lineups. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. I, I, I would agree that I don't think my team at this point, because people are healthy again, should be IR. I could probably take that out now. Uh, but yeah, I would probably say out of out of the, everybody in the league, uh, probably the most butthurt person to be upset about the amount of injuries they've had is probably your team, like especially with Christian McCaffrey and the tease uh, of, of him coming back or not. Like at least at least Paul. Saquon gets hurt, you know he's done for the rest of the season. Like, like with you know, with McCaffrey, it's just a tease. He comes back and then shoulder injury. Like, come on, man. Like, I have won a hundred percent of the games that Christian McCaffrey has played. He's oh, played three I games. I won all those games. <laughs> oh, I know you have, Nick. I, I fucking know you have. That's fantasy oh, I, football twenty twenty. He's a beast. I think it bodes well going for. Uh, 
Nick, why don't you talk to us a bit about, I mean, we've, we've got a sense, obviously the injuries have been a big narrative for your season, like losing McCaffrey for all that time. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on kind of, you know, the way that your guys have performed and how you feel like your season's gone? I think I've kind of pieced it together and made it work. I've been the only fortunate thing about is, like I said, my points against has been pretty low. So that's where my record is what it is. And like when I lose a matchup to Danny on the last drive because Matt Ryan threw like 25 yards or something, he squeezed <laughs> out a victory. Like that sucks, but you know. Um, I'm in the. I think I'm in the playoffs if my math is right. As long as I don't get outscored by like 30 points or 60 points by whichever team wins or something. So, looking yeah. like I said, looking forward. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Is, I, I, is there any yeah, word? Uh, sorry. Is there any word of McCaffrey's return yet? He was practicing this week. They so were kind of hinting at him coming back, but. Sorry about that. Uh, Danny and his Discord love has caused some technical issues, so we're back here. So I wanted to share a trade that Nick offered me, and now I feel really stupid about not taking. Because uh, right on the trade deadline, uh, the offer was, he was asking for Henderson and Rager, and I turned that down, and he was offering Deontay Johnson and Rahi Mostert, who was still injured at the time. And I am majorly kicking myself for not taking that, because I would love to have had Mostert as my RB2 going into the playoffs, but I think I was still kind of holding out hope about the Rams' backfield, so... I kind of, I feel like I've kind of tangentially helped you a little bit to kind of keep Mostert and Deontay Johnson on your team there. Yeah, I appreciate that. God, I, I wish I took that trade so goddamn much. Yeah, Henderson was looking good, and Rager didn't, like, he's just, just real bad now. Just so. to step in here, you know who Wish didn't do any trades? Andre. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Yo, where is that guy? Is he giving out tickets right now, or what? Yo, he's trying to text me. He's been trying to text me about, like, the Chelsea game right now, but I know his bitch ass won't get into the pod, so... Talking about a soccer game? Yes. Yeah, Chelsea is soccer. Mm. So yeah. So let's so Paul, let's let's move on to you then, Paul. So tell me about how you feel like your season is gone. I mean I'm just happy that like I'm in a playoff position right now with one game remaining because it's been like six years, bro, since I've been in the playoffs in this fantasy league. <laughs> But um, aside from that, yeah, I know at the beginning of the year when I lost Saquon, it was um, – I thought it was over from there. But then, you know, I, I I was able to pick up some people, you know, and turn things around a little bit. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, the people that I picked up uh, ended up playing well, won me some weeks. So I've been pretty happy with that. Just a little nervous going into playoffs right now with everything mixing in. All, these, all my players that were doing well are starting to slack off a little bit right now. So, you know, it's just um, nervous going into the playoffs for sure. I mean, you say they're slacking off. You did just score the highest point total of anyone. I mean, last yeah, week. but it's just, you know, just certain players just be slacking sometimes, you know? <laughs> well, he can literally go all the way with the Tyreek Hill and the home stack alone. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Tyreek ain't going to drop Tyreek. I mean, I hope he drops another 50 next week, this week, but. You know, so here's the thing about the playoffs, Paul. You just gotta you gotta win three games, and it just take yeah. a week by week, man. Yeah. I know, I hear you. you. You know, you could have a bad week, but as long as the other guy has a bad week, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Danny, what do you know about being in the playoffs? What do you mean? I've been in the playoffs the last like five or four years. And Paul, if if it makes you feel any better, uh, like so far this season, uh, Kareem Hunt has been a better fantasy player when Chubb is playing as well. So yeah. Hunt should be better than what he has been. Hopefully, man. I mean, not last two weeks. Yeah. He's, he's had not his look like worst. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, my man be slacking sometimes. And, like, you know, Lockett's just, Lockett's good too, but Lockett be slacking sometimes because he's been taking a back to, to, you know, the most jack man in the league. It was really fun watching uh, 
when like uh, Russell Wilson constantly just throw at Darius Slay because that was what I was worried about was in that matchup just the 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 corner matchup there with because the Eagles didn't really have anyone in the slot they have Darius Slay and just to see Russell Wilson say fuck it I'm going to throw it to DK every goddamn pass was really just a joy to watch yeah bro <laughs> but he's like DK's got like a foot on Darius Slay and he's yeah. his binkies at eye level like <laughs> I can't I cannot see Metcalf go. Anything lower than a, a top three or a top four wide receiver next year? Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, He's yeah, because well, I mean, again, he doesn't have like the 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 target share. I, or, like he doesn't seem to have like the top dog status because like Lockett still gets a ton of targets. Whereas in a you know with your your Hopkinses and your Julios and other stuff, there's I feel like there's more dedication to those receivers. But Julio I mean, is going to be talent-wise, probably Metcalf is up there for sure. Julio is yeah. going to be 32 next year. Hopkins has not seen what he's been getting the last couple of weeks. You look at Michael uh, Michael Thomas. We don't even know if Drew Brees is going to play again next year with his uh, 50 million uh, rib fractures that he has currently. Uh, we like it, how, who would you put on which three or four receivers would you put in front of Metcalf right now? Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams. That might yeah, be I mean, that, there that you go. Be, honestly, there you go. I agree with uh, Hill Ke- and Adams. I would put, but... I would put Keenan Allen above him with the Herbert throwing. To Herbert, him. that's a good point. Uh, Diggs, probably. I oh, I wouldn't put Diggs. Uh, I don't know about Diggs. Diggs has been good, but he, I think he's right there. DK is right there. Uh, yeah. So then, just just so Victor doesn't feel totally left out here, uh, we're not talking <laughs> about the players. Uh, Victor, <laughs> uh, this is your time. Like, give us the button. We want to hear it. Put it on the record. I mean, what? Like, what can I say? You've seen my record. Like, is is the Tin Man's <laughs> dick made out of sheet metal? Like, you know, I'm clearly upset. Vic, the biggest <laughs> question is, how much regret do you have on the trades you've made? To be honest, not as much as you guys are making it out to be. Like, I I think if Mixon had stayed healthy, like, it would have been a pretty even trade, honestly. Like, uh, imagine my RB stack of Mixon and Robinson. Like, I think that would have been a pretty good combo. I'd feel confident starting. It's just unfortunate that that injury had to happen. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's honestly not – I don't have that many regrets. Honestly, I've just had bad luck. I feel like for the most part, like going, like if I obviously, if I had known like how the Ravens were going to utilize Lamar going forward and like what that would be like, then I think that that would be my biggest regret is how much I spent on Lamar Jackson. Nobody would have known that. Yeah, exactly. Right. But I mean, when I look back now at what Paul got Mahomes for, it seems like a worldly different, like I would have gladly paid the couple extra bucks or whatever that that Paul paid for Mahomes like that that's paid off tenfold compared to Jackson so so question is do you think the Madden cover curse is real who the fuck is the host here Mikey questions Jesus this, Christ this... This guy doesn't want to do it when you're bu- when you're busy and like, when <laughs> I know. you aren't busy <laughs> takes it over <laughs> you, you so clearly desperately want to be hosting this podcast and yet oh, yeah exactly when i can't you're like nah that ain't me <laughs> classic um, <laughs> but i think i think you're right on that vic like this it's hard to really feel bad about i feel like about any decision that you've made like it's just well you know you Clyde and i was pretty disappointing seasons this year like your your the your points against is the highest total of any points for or against in the league. Like you've clearly just had, like the this just the week by week head to head has just been yeah. kind of brutal. It's hard to feel that bad about it, honestly. That's actually depressing when that happens, and I feel for Vic. Like yeah, he he's yeah he has more points against than you have points for Kite, and you yeah. have a lot more points than than the next guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is like wild that that happened to Vic. Like that's the worst. And- and cool. on top, like he's six in terms of points four in the in the league too. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say as well. Like to see to see people with uh, like lower, far lower like 
points for like blowing me out on like on a week to week basis is kind of disheartening. But like it is what it is. But I mean, yeah, you look at even just the example of Paul last week. Like, I don't think Tyreek's gonna do that again all season. But you know, he can. He definitely can. But will he? I don't think so. And uh, again, yeah, like you know, just to bring up what I brought up earlier too. Of course, like the one week that I play Nick, he has CMC back. So, yeah, it's just bad, bad matchups on my end, I think, for the most part. Yeah, yeah and, and you know what? You've got a nice, you got, it, it'll be really nice to see that butthurt bowl in Nashville North. It feels like that's the right place for it to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think the I think the way you won the butthurt bowl this year literally does sum up this year's fantasy though. Just the tremendous amount of bad luck in, in overall. Yeah, it wasn't a butthurt bowl that was earned through like bad decisions or bad drafting. It's it, it's a, a trophy this year that really truly lives up to its name. A testament so, to twenty twenty overall. So as much as we're we're trying to soften this for you, I truly hope you're butthurt and it's all your fault. <laughs> I mean, yeah, in, in a year with so much parody, in a year where everyone's six and six, you are already the butthurt winner a week into <laughs> week to the left. That's so bummy. That's so bummy, bro. The my funniest part. Saving, my only saving grace is that out of my pitiful three wins that I've earned, one of them was against Andre, which always feels good. So take the silver linings where you can get them 100%. That's it, man. Uh Danny, why don't you wrap us off here? Tell us tell us about how you feel like your season has gone so far. Uh not great. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not like super happy obviously for like my points have not been really good and I think that goes to lack of depth. Like I this year my the pickups that I've gotten off the waivers have just not panned out at all. Um, I'm trying to give Benny Snell some life here in, in week 13, but uh, hopefully I, I was telling Jonathan earlier in a different chat, I was saying like, I, I, I probably shouldn't play him, but like, I really want to play him to like bring this season full circle for me. Like <laughs> after a week two, paying 71 bucks for him, dropping him the whole season, picking him back up um, and we'll see if he, he takes me in the playoffs. But um yeah, basically that, and I, I've had some injuries, not directly or indirectly, like um, uh, Dalton getting or Dalton getting injured for Cooper, and and um, uh, recently with Breeze getting injured, is tanking Kamara's value. So it, it's been a little rough, but you know, I I can't complain. I, unlike Vic, I have been pretty lucky just with scheduling and and points against. So that's the only reason I'm in really in it right now for for a playoff spot and. Uh, <laughs> Playing, uh, playing Andre in the last week will be fun. Yeah. Knock him out. So then, so what I'm going to do here then, unless anyone else has a final thought for Danny's team. Crash. So then, what, what I'll do here is I'll, I'll ask you guys, kind of to on a scale of one ten, tell me how confident you are going into this final week, and how confident you are of actually making sure, like thinking that you might do some damage in the playoffs. Now, Victor, you can just shut the fuck up because you have nothing <laughs> to do in this uh, conversation. Uh, but let's start, actually start back with you, Danny. If, going into this week and going into the playoffs, 1 to 10, what's your confidence level at? Uh, going into this week, confidence level is probably 4 out of 10. <laughs> like that's like my my the percentage chance I give myself of winning basically a forty percent. Uh, I think I can make the playoffs if some other things break my way, even if I lose. But going into the playoffs, if I do sneak out a win, um, I'm gonna have to sneak out another win in week fourteen, and hopefully Breeze shows back up. And but uh, things are a little bit on the up. Uh, Fuller, you know, is out, and maybe that gives Cooks a big boost. And you know, I don't know if Fitz will keep starting and they bench Tua, which is the help of uh, Parker, but I'm going to need a few things to break my way in order to actually have a shot. So um, I'm kind of just hopeful at this point, but, you know, not really expecting anything. It does feel like Cooks is probably the biggest question mark for this week because with, with Fuller out, you know, the logic would go that there should be lots of targets available and, you know, Cooks will become the main guy. But if you look at some of those splits that Deshaun Watson has – when he has Fuller in the lineup versus when he doesn't, it's it's really really dire. So it'll be interesting to see if Cooks can kind of fill into that space there as well. Uh, and it's interesting too to consider like 
you know, you, you mentioned your low points for, you know, if, if you lose and some other folks lose, you know, tiebreaker wise, you got to imagine that you, know, I mean, you, you would lose out on some of those tiebreakers. Yeah. So you got some yeah. favorable results there. Yeah. And at that point, you know what, I, I'm not going to be bothered about it. Like if I lose in a tiebreaker for points four, it's because I deserve to. Um, and it, it is what it is. I've kind of come to terms with, with this season and, and, you know, things just haven't broken my way. So if, if I'm out, I'm out. It's not a big deal. Dealt with it. Truly the attitude of a former butthurt bowl winner. <laughs> hey, I'm, actually, the only reason I'm not upset is because I'm not in contention for the butthurt. It's, it, you know, I'm not, if you're not first, you're last kind of deal. So I am probably not going to be first. So whatever. And then if, you're, if you're not last, you're not butthurt. So at least there's yeah, that. If, if you're not last, yeah, exactly. If you're not last, you're Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, how about you? One to ten this week and going into the playoffs. How are you feeling about the team? Uh, I'm not really looking at this week. I'm going to take this week as a bye week because uh, win or lose, I'm, I'm going to either finish where I'm at right now, third or somewhere in between. Um, I, as long as my team stays healthy, that's all I want. But uh, going into the playoffs, I'd probably say six and a half out of ten uh, just because. Honestly, I think all eight teams that are going to be in the playoffs, just based on how the season's gone, it's literally anybody's luck, anybody's, anybody's game. I don't think there's one team out there that uh, really has an advantage over another. I think it's every team has a shot. Uh, the only positive part I would say about my team going for is, A, it's more healthy than it has been all season. And in my opinion, I think uh, when it comes to the running backs, I don't really know outside of Derrick Henry and Delvin Cook, if he's healthy, who you can really lean on more than Nick Chubb right now. He's running like a beast since he's came back from his injury. And I think they're going to keep leaning on him. He has a good matchup in the playoffs outside of Baltimore in week 14. And I hopefully he can ride me into at least the finals. But who knows? Oh, right? yeah. I'm sure you'd love for him to ride you, eh? Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm happy. I'm also happy just to make the playoffs of where my team was uh halfway through it. Um so I'm just happy to be here and and to see where it would take me. I was going to say I feel like you should just feel bad about the fact that you're in third place in the league right now with a minus 40 point differential. Like that's just I feel like a little embarrassing and you should frankly just feel bad about it. Uh but yeah, I I think you're you're right with Chubb there. Chubb does make me nervous, and I mean Drake has always kind of been, kind of he, he seems to be getting his touches, which is really nice. I'm really curious to see how Ferkser would play in the absence of Jonu Smith because he was a guy I picked up earlier in the year because I thought he might, well, if Jonu Smith got injured, might fill in really nicely. But flopped for me really badly in a week that I had him. So I'm you know, I think you're right. You're set up in a lot of spots there, but. I'm curious if that tight end spot might be an Achilles heel there for you. But, I, but you know, you might have something there with Aikens as well. Uh, you're right. You're absolutely right with the tight end position. But to be honest with you, if you don't have Kelsey, which is AK your team, everybody's in this position. Because every tight end in the league right now, if fantasy purposes, is hot trash. Uh, Hard disagree. I, I'm going to disagree yeah, with everything like Waller, you said. For example, Nick has Waller. Hawkinson's been decent. Like, there's been some other guys. It's just if you, it's like top three or four. I feel like. Okay, sorry. Yeah, maybe that. But even so, like we've seen Waller put up duds. Hawkinson put up duds. There's no one that you can truly rely on right now in that position outside of Kelsey. I I do really feel like Kelsey has been my MVP this year. I was I was really stoked when. I think in the auction, I think he went for about 40, and I was really happy he didn't go, like, I was able to get him for that price because I had a feeling that he was going to be super, super important this year, and I feel like that has proven uh, to be true. Yeah, I think this year, I, I've, I've rostered him a few times in the past, and this year's he's gotten a large amount of touchdowns, more than he's, mm -hmm. oh, he's always had the yards, but he, he's been really, really good this year just on the touchdown front, so I think that's really helped too. Yeah, and, and honestly, has been very much like a, just a PPR monster. It feels like he's averaging like eight or nine catches a game, just kind of as a bit of a safety valve in a lot of ways. So that that has helped kind of boost him up there too. I think legit, if you just drop like Kansas City's like starting lineup, you'll like could win the whole entire season, though. Like Kelsey is like Paul speak about his own team right now. 
I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Kelsey averages like what? Like he's averaging like what, fifteen to twenty a week in points? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like yo, that's a bit like especially in that tight end position where like usually these tight ends are only averaging like what, ten, twelve, fourteen, maybe. Not even, I would say. No, way less. Yeah. Well, yeah, but yeah, but whatever, right? Just I'm just saying that like if you have a tight end. Dude, that's like, yo, that's like a running back. Those are running back numbers, bro. You know what I mean? Like 20 points a week. Like that can win you the weeks or even the whole entire season. So I might have, I might have to try to drop them next year. So fuck it. It does feel fitting that the the missing piece for Mikey is a tight end and that all Mikey could ever want is a tight end. Do you think next year in the draft, the top three is set already? you think the top three will be Kelsey, Kittle, and, and Mikey, Waller? who is the host of this podcast? <laughs> we don't have time for these extra questions. It's been m- multiple weeks with the absence of this podcast, so there's time for so many questions. He's trying to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> you had the opportunity. Yeah. Okay, well, just in the interest of time, we're going to move on to Nick here. Nick, how do you feel kind of moving forward 1 to 10? Uh, I feel pretty confident. If I get my whole squad back, I think I'm going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, I'm going to disagree with a lot of what Mikey said. I think his week's really important for him. His matchup's really important for me. He's really important for Paul and really important for Kimbo. Like, his, he's got the highest variance. If he wins, he gets third. If he loses, he can drop all the way down to, like, seventh or something. So, like... It's a it's a big week for him, but going I'm forward, I'm also selfishly opening, hoping that you win this week because I really don't want you to be an eight seed that I have to face. Uh, potentially, I'm just going to say when I beat John this week, uh, I'm just going to put play that gauntlet down because John's <laughs> trash and I still hold that. Uh, well, but I'd, respectfully, uh, I, I, I don't want to play you either. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think you I think you should want to play. Uh, Nick, as soon as you can. I think you should want to play Nick before McCaffrey gets healthy. But that's what I'm saying. My gut is telling me that McCaffrey is going to be back by week 14, and I don't want to be in that mix at all. Yeah, Yeah, fair. Well, like, I'd rather one of you guys be out than both of you guys move on to the next round. You know what I'm saying? So, rather you guys just play each other. Yeah, just like weaken the overall field. Fair enough. Very much a starting wide receiver very much anymore now that with the, the Jacksonville carousel there, but Deontay should be fine there along with AJ Brown and Gibson Mostert and McCaffrey. If all are healthy. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really even be playing. Chark. Could, could I drop a quick uh, stat that I was just looking into uh, just regarding your playoff seedings? Bring those stats. Um, to say two two of eight seed was knocked out by the eighth seed. So early yeah, and Gordon like going bananas. I think yeah, that was it. Yeah. Team, yeah. Which uh, honestly is why I'm shocked. I mean, I I remember being skeptical of his team early on. So I feel nice and vindicated that uh, seeing uh, some of that not go so well this time. Uh, but I'm I am shocked to see uh, Taras down there because he's always been a guy that has made like really smart pickups on the waiver wire, and they usually lead him to a title. But uh, yeah, clearly that seems to have not happened this time around. You, I I think that that uh, the the rule that we put in place to help with COVID has really, really made the waiver wire like barren a lot of the year. Yeah, we got to change that. Five's way too many. Can I chime in here for a second? Just looking at it. Is there anybody here that is in the playoff position, sorry, Vic, that, because he's not in here, John's not in here, would actually want to finish first or second to play John's team? Because John's team, to me personally, isn't looking scary anymore. Yo, well, John's team's trash, though. John's team's gonna play play second, so you want to play seventh. Yeah, yeah, so you want to try and game it and try and figure out how to finish seventh, basically. Because we all right, it's probably gonna be Danny, no? Team. If if, if I he win, beats maybe. Andre, yeah. Um, I think I, Jonathan's team is just un- unhealthy right now. I think if Swift Swift, I think Jonathan like robbed Victor for that that Swift for Landry trade. And I think Swift went healthy. He's he's the starter there now. Him and Galladay coming back. I think he he's had a, has a better team than they look right now too. It'll be interesting to see 
now that uh, Matt Patricia is gone to see how that offense will look because Matt Patricia has always held that team back. He's literally been the worst part of that team. So I'm curious to see what they'll look like now. Look what happened to uh, Houston after Bill O'Brien left. Yeah, Which is true, went. yeah. They, they, they steered into their actually good players. Yeah, keep in mind, Danny, that speak because of the robbery, like I made that trade when Patricia was still there and the Lions backfield was like a mess. And to be honest, they've been absolutely terrible this year with their with the predicting their injuries. Like Galladay should have been on IR. Like he should not have been not on IR. Like his hip injury is more severe than what they're not claiming it to be. This is why he's not practicing, not playing for five weeks. Yeah, it seemed like the exact opposite of, like, Green Bay, because Green Bay has been ultra-cautious with any injuries, but Detroit's just kind of been like, fuck it, your leg's hanging off, go out there and run. And with the, position, yeah, with the position yeah. that Detroit's in right now, I cannot see... Uh, it might be like a mix-in situation. They might eventually just put them on IR. Yeah, it's potentially possible, which, I mean, I'm hopeful for. I still think even if... Uh, it looks like both Swift and Galladay aren't likely for this week, which, I mean, would definitely make my life easier against John this week. Uh, but even if they were, I'd still feel fairly confident. Actually, Mike, there was one question I want to go back to you, Mikey, just as a bit selfishly. I see you're, you're rocking still both the KC and the Seattle defense on your team. Talk me through that. Why, why, why do we still have so many teams that are rocking the two defenses right now? Uh, this is actually the first time I am rocking two defenses, and I'm just preparing for the playoffs. I picked up KC because they probably have one of the best matchups this week against Denver, and then I'll probably end up dropping them for Seattle's defense to run them through the playoffs. Just an FYI. Okay, that's what I was not wanting to hear, because I was really hoping I could pick up Seattle's defense. But uh, all right, that's fair enough. I, I hear that. Yeah, I'm uh, actually so then, heard about that, too. Sorry, Sorry, what was that, Danny? Sorry, I was regarding Seattle. I'm actually butthurt about that. I, I, I was looking towards playoffs too, and I was like, oh, I'll put in like a five dollar bid for Seattle. Like no one's gonna do that. Like Mikey puts in a ten or eleven dollar bid randomly. Like what the hell? Where did that come from? Because uh, yeah, it was the same thing as you guys. I, I was starting to look into the playoffs, and I was like, I'm, I'm sure I wasn't the only one in the league looking at their defense. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have to put up double digits to get this team. Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see kind of how uh, Detroit's going to look this week because holding on to Green Bay right now, like I'm, I'm very excited to start them against Philly this Green Bay against Philly this week because Philly is just complete water trash. Uh, and then Carolina's not super good, uh, but they might have McCaffrey back. And if they, actually, if they have McCaffrey back, I'm dropping Green Bay in a heartbeat. Uh, but I'm really curious to see what Detroit looks like. Well, without Galladay in the picture and Stafford probably still nursing that thumb injury, I don't – and with Matricia being gone, I, I don't really see it changing that much yet. Maybe maybe in the near future, but not this week. Yeah, fair enough. Paul, talk to us uh, about how your confidence level is at. Uh, so far, it sounds like Nick has been more the most confident of all of us. Paul, how do you feel about your uh, team moving forward? I mean, going into this week, I think me and Kimbo's team is going to – our matchup is going to be a very, very, very tight matchup. But I'm trying to win, too, because I want to move into a better position. I don't what, – what you guys brought up, too. Like, if I don't mind dropping if I'm going to drop the seventh and I'm able to play John's team. But, I mean, yeah, I feel like going into this week, I don't know, man. It might be like a five out of ten versus Kimbo because he has a really good team, too. He's got a decent team. But going into the playoffs itself, um, I don't know, man. Maybe a seven. I'm pretty confident, but like, yeah, no, I'd say a seven out of ten. Hoping, hoping yeah, that because the the KC matchups yeah. look pretty good moving forward. I feel yeah, like, yeah. And if and I make if it to the finals, they play Atlanta. Yeah, if I make it to the finals, they play Atlanta, which would be a high scoring game. So I'm down to see that. But at the same time, no, I'm just banking on I'm banking on Pittsburgh. My defense staying consistent too, as well, because I think that I'm pretty sure they are the best defense this year for for fantasy points. So I'm hoping they have won me some weeks with like 17 points or whatever, 18 points. So I'm hoping that stays uh, consistent for me too going forward. To be to yeah. be honest, just to chip on on Kimbo's team there that you mentioned, 
I think I mentioned it before that like for Kimbo, he for him to go far, he would have to rely heavily on those four major players he drafted. As long as Kyle Murray's nursing that shoulder injury, uh, as you can see, Hopkins has been pretty much obsolete the last three weeks. Uh, and if he continues to nurse that shoulder injury, uh, Kimbo's team would be a team I would like to face in the playoffs. Because uh, to rely on Thielen, uh, Wilson, and Henry alone won't be enough. I think that Derrick Henry is going to be the best player in the next three to four weeks. Like, his schedule yeah, go, like going forward year, yeah. is like ridiculous. So, yeah, but it's disgusting, like, bro. Like, fuck. He's, he could put up, like, 30 points every week and make up Ooh. for some, some holes in his lineup. And especially in the playoffs, like, those matchups are, like, Jacksonville, Detroit, Green Bay is by far the best running back matchup of all the running backs in the league. So, like, I feel like Henry over those three weeks could average, like, 30 points legitimately. Agreed, but this week against me, he literally put up 37 points, and he still didn't even touch uh, 90 points total. Oh, Thielen missed too, right? Like, that, it, it happens. Agreed. Yeah. But even, even so, like, uh, I, I just think he's missing a lot of other pieces that are important. Like, he, he doesn't really have a flex option, doesn't have a tight end himself, or even an RB2. Like, he has to bank on all four of those guys to hit. To, to get him far. And yes, I think Henry is going to be the best running back going into the playoffs, but I would be worried about uh, Hopkins going forward uh, it, as long as Kyle Murray is not fully 100%. Yeah, I think that's fair. Now, now, Victor, just to get you involved in the conversation, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you take on the role of me so that I'm just not uh, heaping praise upon myself for my shrewd management and my uh, you know excellent team. So if... <clears throat> So what I would I want you to Victor, if you were me, who would you least want to face in the fantasy playoffs? Because like right now I am, as I have said multiple times, I am I am the king in the castle, and <laughs> I am looking down upon all the peasants around me, and I'm curious who I'm going to face next week. Now, if I was going to face any of these guys, who do you think would be the person maybe I most want to face, and the person I least want to face? Um. Let me look through real quick. Wasn't well, assume so- everyone's on the table except, let's say, John, Mikey, and yourself. Okay, so it, if that's the case, then I would say the person you should be least scared of would be Danny. Wow. Um, just looking at, I mean, just looking at his team, Kamara's been struggling. Uh, I mean... That Atlanta defense is trash, but I mean, we saw what happened with Derek Carr fumbling the ball last week. So they can have their moments where they can capitalize on some poor decisions. Edwards Hilaire, I mean, we already know how I feel about him. I traded him away because he's inconsistent and in like a tough spot there. Matty Ice, just all, all, all throughout his like lineup, I just don't feel good about a lot of uh, matchups this week. And just, you know, going forward as well, just the strength of his team. I, I would say Nick would be the person I'm, I'm scared to face the most, uh, definitely, especially with the possibility of, you know, some of his players returning for sure. If I just, a, just an FYI about the Atlanta uh, defense. Since the coaching change, they've actually been the third best team against uh, running backs in fantasy. They've put up the third... Uh, running backs against them has put up the uh, third lowest amount since the coaching change. So they've actually been good against the run. Uh, since now, they... is that 9 out of 10 analysts sharing that? Uh, <laughs> am I... uh, as somebody who actually listens to a lot of uh, podcasts, expert podcast analysts, yes, I would probably say that's accurate. I was hypothesizing with Danny earlier, Mikey, that... I feel like this year you've had an increase in desire to share football opinions because this is your first year listening to football fantasy football podcasts. <laughs> is that true? Uh, that's false because I've actually been listening to the fantasy footballers for the last probably three or four years. Um, but probably, yeah, like I've, I've, I'm, I'm probably more intrigued in, in chiming in a little bit more this year than others. I'm always well, curious be- to see. I think- that's like a kind of like a fun question I want to ask you guys because I, I have my guys that I, I listen to. Maybe you guys don't want to share your sources because you feel like it gives you an advantage. But like I'm curious, like for myself, 
Uh, there's there's two guys that I tend to follow pretty closely to guide most of my decisions, and that's uh, Canada's own uh, Justin Boone, who works at Score, uh, who I find I really know. good. And then the Athletics' Jake Seeley is the guy that I really follow a lot. Do do any of you other guys follow those guys? Uh, I I follow Jake Seeley. What was that, Danny? So you follow, I follow Jake, Jake Seeley? Seeley? Yeah, I have the Athletics, so I do get their stuff. Which is kind of good. I, I like I like his stuff. He just has like rankings, which I'll turn to for like lineup decisions in a pinch if I'm you know fifty fifty on something. Paul, do you uh, Paul? Maybe this is a silly question. Do you actually follow any uh, fantasy football podcasts? I well, just just this season I've been listening because Nick has brought upon me the footballer fantasy footballer, so I just started listening to him this year. <laughs> Mikey, turn your goddamn mic off. <laughs> Kite, I just want to circle back uh, since I am the interim host here. How do you feel about what I said? <laughs> um, do you agree with with my recommendations for who you'd least want to face and most want to face? I'm definitely most nervous about facing Nick, 100%. Yeah, like the, the prospect of a healthy McCaffrey coming back and attacking me in the first week of the playoffs uh, is a, a genuinely terrifying one. Uh, in terms of who I'd want to face, I'm trying to think. Like it, it really depends, again, on how all these kind of matchups play out because pretty much every matchup this week has the potential to knock someone up or down, uh, you know, three or four spots. So, like, I'm, you know, potentially assuming Chris beats you this week. I actually would love to face Chris because I think his team is uh, very ungood. Although I, I do get quite worried about Austin Eckler kind of coming back now and potentially yeah. might uh, play a role. Uh, but I, I really don't uh, think most of that roster beyond uh, Eckler and potentially Carson there too is really too much to worry about. Uh, but yeah, uh, in terms of folks, I'm, I'm, I feel really, really well positioned for the playoffs. I feel like I've been able to survive a whole season without a second running back and it's just kind of worked out perfectly. Uh, and so I'm not super worried going into the playoffs about, uh, you know, having kind of only five points out of that spot. Cause it seems like every other spot is looking good. Uh, so yeah, the, the what I'm worried about is like the game breakers, the the players who can potentially throw up, you know, your 30 or 40 points in a week just on a given. So so Paul's team scares me because again, I worry about the Mahomes and Hill stack. Yeah. I worry about the yeah. ceiling there. I worry about a guy like McCaffrey. But in, in it seems like this week in terms of and and I'm worried about a Henry too. So I wouldn't want to face Kimbert's team. Uh, but and and in terms of the field, if you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna just set myself up to be uh, called out future on. If you if you had to lay odds on me winning the championship versus the field winning the championship, I'm I'm taking me. Wow! 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 Hundred percent. That, that is very ridiculous. <laughs> that is the most ridiculous thing you've ever said. I don't think so. Kite, even I if your you odds are twice as good as anybody else, you at best. No, have, like, I, you know what? I, sorry, I guess I should rephrase that. I mean, I guess I, I, I know what you mean. Like when I phrase it that way, it's just like I would say that. I would say I have the best. Let's say margin it down. I have the best chance of winning a championship this year. Sure, because you you have the team that scores the most points. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kite, the only thing I would be worried about going forward into the playoffs right now for your team. Sorry, Mike, what was that? I said the only thing is your team I'd be worried about going forward with your team into the playoffs is that, A, yeah, you don't have the RB2. But aren't you a little concerned that uh, uh, your main guy there is now sharing the backfield with Williams and that was kind of proven last week and the week before? It's been literally like that all year, honestly. Uh, so it's it's very much not really a change. And... My anticipation would be that there may not be so many immediate blowout wins, kind of like it was last week, because Green Bay got up really, really early in that game, and Jamal Williams was just kind of given the reins to, you know, keep Jones healthy. So I, I almost feel like as we get down into the playoffs, when the games might mean a little bit more and there might be some closer matchups, uh, Jones might get some more action, because maybe they've been saving him a little bit. So I'm not, I'm honestly not super worried about Jones. The titty kisser, 
keeping an eye out for Allen Robinson. So I, I really did appreciate that after weeks of just fucking Nick Foles dicking around for, you know, just throwing these noodle arm p- pieces of shit passes. A lot of that was garbage time, though. I, I don't know if that's going to gonna happen every week. but You, you don't think Chicago's going to be in garbage time? Yeah, no, they probably will. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's what I'm not worried yeah. about, right? Like, I feel like Chicago is not a good team, and they're going to be down, and they're going to need to pass. And if, if Mitch has found Robinson again, I feel like that only benefits me. Yeah, I, I do like – and the, the Robinson schedule going forward is actually really good. Um, like Houston, Minnesota, Jacksonville for playoffs. So, um, yeah, I think I mean, as many as know, I was trying to trade Robinson quite a bit early in the season, but then as we kind of got towards the the later regular season, and you see that that yeah, his fantasy matchups there, I became less uh less willing to trade him off. Uh, so because so I'm 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 really really confident about a lot of my playoff matchups, and that's the main reason why I traded for Brady as well. Because I think Brady's uh, playoff matchups are going to be excellent. Yeah, they do look good. Minnesota, Atlanta, Detroit. Mikey, mute well, your microphone. Crazy. Yeah, no fucking Christ. So what is that in the background? Thank you. I don't know. I guess we can't all assume that we're all just in a room by ourselves. I guess other people, you know, have families and things around them. But, uh, I mean... This is all just to to put on the record that I feel like I'm going to win the championship, which will just only make it even more uh, really disheartening and saddening when I lose. Uh, so I'm I'm really <laughs> looking forward to just setting myself up for that failure. I for well, one am yeah, looking after... forward to you losing. I think quite honest. I think yeah. I I think a lot of I've kind of spoken to a lot of people off air, obviously about uh this year and i think a lot of people have the opinion of they're fine with anybody winning except you <laughs> oh yeah we be talking shit kite no one wants you, you know, to win i know what i was hoping for i want i want to be the villain this year i want to be the the heel because you know what i feel like i've been too nice in previous years and i feel like i needed to turn it up a bit i'm almost at the point of wanting andre to win that's how bad it's going <laughs> That's hatred. That's that's heavy, man. I, I want Andre to win just because I want to see the bitches here on the trophy. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean that that almost, that just sounds like sacrilege to me. Hoping anything good for Andre, I feel like is is cause for for you know potentially not rejoining the league. Quite frankly, <laughs> Mike, you just said there were no scandals this year with the commissioner. That might be the biggest scandal I've ever heard. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess the only the only reason I've ta- I've I've softened on Andre is because since he's you know been a bit busier with with uh, work, um, he he hasn't been as active and hasn't been talking as much shit. Um, so it, you know, it's it's a little harder to dump on him all the time, but uh, you know, it's still fun, but not as fun. It's less fun now that we know one hundred percent that he doesn't listen to the podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> like- or we, I had like some semblance that he might have, but it also now that I know that he doesn't listen, it's a little bit less fun to talk shit about him on the podcast. I feel like he does, but he just says that because he knows it'll cut deep for you. <laughs> oh, he probably has a he probably has a wiretap right now into this conversation as we're speaking, though. Yeah, that's probably true as well. Andre is Craig. <laughs> <laughs> he was Chris. Now he's Craig. We need Camille back in the league so we can make fun of him, his sweatpants, and his three oh, tight end uh, drafting. <laughs> how long has been Camille? How long has Camille been out of the league? Two or three years? Since Tony joined, well, I, think... I think a few years. Yeah. 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 Camille, that what a joker, bro. He's a vibe too. So. All right. Well, I think I think we're getting to the point now where we're probably getting close to wanting to wrap up here. I'm going to go to each one of our guests and just to to. I'm going to give you all just kind of one sentence, the least and least important. Uh, Victor, what do you got for us? Well, fuck you, first of all.
uh, <laughs> after a head coach because what happens is actually you're giving that coach access Uh, you definitely cursed yourself by putting the gaze uh, hex upon yourself. 100%. And aside from that, not much, man. I mean... No, I hope everyone has good luck going forward and not, not no more injuries coming into the playoffs, yo. That's it. Thought-provoking as always. Tell us what your, your final words are for the league here going into this last week. Uh, uh, I just want to say with all McCaffrey <laughs> next week for the rest of the season. I certainly hope so. Mike? Mikey, Mikey, I'm going to wish what you got. Uh, all the teams that are beneath my team right now good luck this week uh, to make it into the playoffs and that uh, we can have a good run in the playoffs uh, injury-free. That's all I would want. Mikey, sound like a bitch as always. Danny, wrap us up here. Uh, and just, just to kind of to touch on when you guys were shitting on my team, or Victor was namely, but uh, being the, the best one to face, um, I'm going to gladly take that spot and hopefully make the playoffs. Is I'll be able to to, to give out the most butt hurt, so because uh, anybody losing to me is gonna be really upset. So I'm just saying I'm ready to hurt some butts. As always. So with that in mind, that'll wrap up this final regular season week uh, podcast roundup. Big thanks to everyone who came on the pod and contributed here. We'll be back hopefully next week uh, to talk to the all the playoff uh, matchups here and see if we can get everyone on the pod here. Uh, just because that's always a that that was always a fun pod to get everyone on to kind of do a bit more hardcore playoff shit talking. But until then, everybody. Keep crying. All right, I'll see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Bootleg shit. Wow, that was epic. That was awkward (laughs) as fuck. I don't, yeah, I don't know Craig's voice. (laughs) <laughs> fucking Craig. <laughs> Who is that? Fucking Who's Craig. Bot. <laughs> what? <laughs> like really good? Awesome. Yo, Paul, you at fur or something? What's going on? What's up? You at getting <laughs> fur or something? Did yeah, I, have... I know. I can hear those flurps, bro. Oh, bro, I had fur earlier, so. Oh damn! I want fur. Damn, bro! I still fur. It's been a while. I haven't seen the Vietnamese places out where I am. I've been kind of bummed. Where you at right now? Yo, Pit Meadows, BC, baby. What do you mean, bro? There's so many Vietnamese places in BC. Yeah, not Pit Meadows. Yeah, they're in like Okay, what'd you say, Pit Metal? It's called Pit Meadows, yeah. It's about like a like a forty five minute drive east of Vancouver. Paul's gonna use some like Viet version of Google to find a. Paul, Paul's gonna call his cousin. Let's be real. <laughs> Paul's gonna hop on Baidu and and start checking that out. Pit Meadows. Any any of my any of my dudes know their Asian search engines? Anyone? British Columbia. Oh, damn. So you're in bum fuck nowhere, eh? Kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're right beside a bigger city called Maple Ridge, which is kind of like like a smaller knockoff like Hamilton. Damn, I just searched up Pit Meadow BC, bro. The first picture that come up is an empty field. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> Yo, there's absolutely nothing. There's, nothing there. there's like, there's about like a block's worth of like 
residential homes and stuff like that. Yeah. Like from my apartment window, I can see all the farms and like there's like a even like a small little airfield just over there. But yeah, it's pretty much it's just houses and farms for the most part. Is there any uh how far, how, how far out there? You from, how far uh, you from Maple Ridge? Uh, not that I know of. There's a lot of Korean farmers out here though, which I was. My, my nigga, mm. do you live? Do you live close <laughs> to Ford? Do you live close to Ford Road? I'm on Ford Road, baby. Nigga, there's a fucking DT full place on full on on fucking. Oh, Ford you know Road. what? You're absolutely right. I I've walked <laughs> by that place a ton. You're you're 100 right, actually. This guy. But you know what? They ain't got vegetarian shit. They don't have vegetarian. They don't have. Asna hold the chicken. No, but then what's but the still, point? It's still, it's still beef broth, though. Still halal chicken. Uh, yeah, get Boone. See again, they're gonna be like. They, I I remember checking because I want because I love when that boon life, when, but they didn't you... have like vegetarian boon. It was all just like pork and shit. They don't have like tofu or nothing. When did you be? Mm. When the fuck did you become vegan, bro? Yo, I've been vegetarian since I lived in Egypt, bro. Oh, for real? Yeah. So like, yo, you don't even eat seafood? Nope. You're just a straight that straight tofu thing, eh? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I still fuck with eggs and I still fuck with cheese, but uh, none of that uh, seafood or meat stuff. Yo, I mean, I guess what you could do is just bring tofu from outside, bro, and just drop a quick one, two in the full bowl, no? Yeah, that's not weird at all. That's what you do at normal restaurants. <laughs> yeah. It's not a bad rating. They got a 4.3 out of 5. It's pretty good. How many people rated it, though? Like, you're not the first. I've done my Google mapping of the area. Two hundred. Yeah, how far are you from Maple Ridge? Uh, not far, bro. I know where things are. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. You, you, you asked me to find you a phone restaurant, and I'm just. I, I, I mean, I, I don't think he did, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh my god. Bro. We're gonna keep all this in. We're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna edit this and put it at the end of the podcast just so folks can hear this. You know what? That reminds me of, that would remind me of that scene. Yo, what's that Avengers scene about the end of the movie they're at that trauma place? There is no that, scene in what? the Avengers no, that deals there is phone. Avengers that, one. Is, that is literally the soon the scene. They're, they're in this swarm restaurant. No, no, that is from, yeah, but that 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 seems funny as fuck too. So <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, so, all right, let's uh, let's go over to kind of what we were going to try and do here. Because I know I've never done this with, like, all, like, six different people in here. So I feel like we need to just need to try to not talk over each other. So I might, like, um... Call out who you want to talk? Whoever, I'll call on whoever I want to kind of speak at the moment. But, like, you guys can pass it off to someone else if you want. Um, just, like, allow me to be quiet in the background, but I'll just come in here and there. <laughs> and if you like if you like want to laugh and shit you might want to like pull away from your mics and your phones a little bit just so that it won't necessarily like overwhelm stuff because I, I can't help but imagine <laughs> we're, uh, we're going to have some giggles on here I mean I would hope so so um yeah let's keep that in mind it's been a while since I, I'm, I'm a little rusty right now I need to get I need to like warm up for my intro here because uh, I've, I've already had like two beers today and haven't eaten anything yet so I'm a little day drunk but uh, this should this should be fine <laughs> I'm I'm in right now enjoying a backcountry brewing suck it cancer pale ale. Is that from pit, is that from is that is that brewed in pit metal? Uh no, it's like up in like Squamish, which is like close to like Whistler and shit like that. But they're like probably mm. of all like the BC breweries that I've been or like sampled, they're probably my favorite. Paul, can you Google what breweries are in my area real quick? Uh, where, where, where you live at? Paul? I know I spend a lot of time at the craft brewery, literally five minutes up the street from me. But can you Google hey. just to make sure I don't know? <laughs> so. Basically, like a field, like what you go. Uh, National North Star thing, bro, over there. No. There's and they literally put the the octagon right on the dance floor. 
I kind of like to imagine it more like like the hillbilly wrestling kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm picturing too. The the backyard brawling. Yeah, no, it was legit like MMA. They but they were just wearing. How are you gonna get rid of? How are you gonna get rid of wet T-shirt contest Thursdays, bro? No, that was the that was actually the main event. That's why you Mikey was saying? there. Yeah. Bam. At one time, <laughs> I swear to God, bro, no word of a lie, bro. Beer was $2 and a bottle of water was 3 Like, they charge you more for a bottle of water, bro. Like, these mans wanted you to drink, man. And it was just a vibe there. It was a sick vibe, bro. Seems like I'm that's why sure. they down. Nearly uh, dying there like it was Passchendaele back in World War One and getting caught in the mud. That's all I remember. Oh, fuck. I, think that I remember was the, that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's then the same night cousins. we got kicked out. Travis got fucked, and then Travis still, you know, Travis got fucked up, bro. And I remember when Trevor had mud all over him, and this guy still yeah. bagged the bitch, bro, with mud all over him. I think he was wearing all white, like, typically, and then got <laughs> I think, I think that's, like, a vibe, though. That's, like, a look in Georgetown, like, being covered in mud. Like, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Just tied some hot. It's really good. Yo, who was it? Yo, where were we, bro? Where were we when, like, yo, one day, I think, was it Fall Trees, bro, when Trevor yacked, bro, and we had to create a wall around yeah. him, bro? So, like, he yeah, acted in the picture. No, it was all over the table, bro, on yeah. the floor. Yeah. And we had to create a wall around him so that yeah. the bouncer didn't see him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That's, oh, that's that exactly shit was hilarious, bro. I love you. Yeah, yeah it was bad. That guy's a vibe, bro. Trevor's a straight... He's a whole mood by himself, bro. <laughs> <laughs> a whole plate? <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all. You guys want to get this show on the road? Let's do it. Yeah, let's get it started. Okay. I'll uh, let's let's go silent here, and then I'll uh I'll lead in with the introduction there. Okay. Mm-hmm.